0: While driving a motorboat around the Twin Lakes, Nancy and her friend Helen got caught in a dangerous storm. Luckily, they are rescued by another teenage girl in a rowboat. They soon learn that their rescuer is Laura Pendleton, whose mother has recently passed away. Laura has come to meet up with her new guardians, but something isn't quite right about them. Nancy investigates the situation, and soon, she stumbles upon a shocking surprise in the cellar of a bungalow.
1: But my dad did find a note on their back porch telling the milkman to discontinue deliveries, and I was like, why was your dad on their back porch?
0: Seriously? What a creep. My dad was sort of snooping
1: around and, uh... He's
0: an amateur detective of himself. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was like, new couple next door, I'm going to do some peeking. Uh, <laughs> you never know what kind of couple they are. They probably
0: don't close their windows, window blinds. <laughs> oh, they will.
1: It's 2018 and everyone gets a podcast. Mine is the Hardy Boys Drink Book. Today we're doing an extra special episode, the Nancy Drew Drink Book, number three, The Bungalow Mystery, featuring Casey Dalavalli. Normally we would have one of our favorite local bartenders mix us up a custom cocktail to go along with the drink, but today we're doing things a little bit differently. I'm going to be talking to Joshua Rapp, who's the brew house manager at Avery Brewing Company. We're going to learn what goes into making a great beer, how to taste a bad one, and we're all going to drink like Kaisers. In this extra special mystery, help a lonely orphan girl adjust to her new life, ditch Helen about a third of the way through the book, and make everybody uncomfortable with your overly close relationship with your father in... The Nancy Drew Drink Book Number Three, The Bungalow Mystery, featuring Casey Dalla Valley. Hey, all you lady sleuths out there, welcome uh, to a very special episode of the podcast. This is the Nancy Drew Drink Book Podcast Number Three, featuring Woo. Casey Dalla Valley. That's how you say
0: it, it is. Yeah. Okay, great. It means of the valley. Of the valley. Yeah, valley. yeah, yeah.
1: Great. So, Casey, you are uh, a good friend of mine and you are an expert in Nancy Drew. Tell me a little bit of your history of Nancy Drew because you have a, a sort of a computer perspective.
0: I do, yes. Um, so I started uh, with the Nancy Drew series via computer. Okay. Um, so there's this website called herinteractiveonline.com or whatever. Uh, but they. I make... really hope
1: that's the whole website is <laughs> herinteractiveonline.com or backslash or whatever. <laughs>
0: That's the uh, main page. Otherwise, you get a DNS error. Maybe we should send it to them. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> but yeah, so they make like Nancy Drew games. Uh and when I was I don't know, like maybe in 5th grade, I started I played my first one. Okay. Um and they're super fun. I would highly recommend it to anyone. I still play them.
1: So these are you still play them? I
0: do. <laughs>
1: okay. As, like, um, like, my mom plays a lot of, co- like, computer solitaire, where she, like, zones out for, it seems to be in sort of a meditative state. Mm-hmm. Is that what, or are you actually experiencing the adventure?
0: No, they are really hard. Oh. So they, it's really interesting, because they, they started when I was really young, and they actually have grown a lot since then. But they have this fan base that has kind of, like, continued With them, okay, um, just like me, and so they actually make these games, and they're really hard. They're like two different levels. You can do junior mode, or you can do master mode.
1: Oh my god! It's
0: really hard (laughs) when you get to the master level. So at
1: this point, they're like, oh, the people who play this level will know that if there's a clock in the room, you check the clock. Yeah, you know, and so you you, okay
0: that, and they've also started to like um add like internet jokes. Oh. Into it, they're kind of becoming self-aware. Like a little Mimi? Um, I can't think of an example right now, but there have been a few times when, like, I've, since I've been a part of this community, like, we've been making jokes about these things, and then suddenly in the next game, it will be like, oh, Nancy did this, and you're like, oh, my God.
1: They were reading the forums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, um, so can you think of, like, a the most recent one you played or one that really stood mm-hmm. out in your mind? Okay, so what do you do in the game? It's a point and click, sort of mystery, telltale
0: yeah it's like point and navigation, clip. okay. and so it's really interesting. So the last one I played um was I can't remember the name, but it was about you go to like a nordic um island, okay, um, and there's like this this pirate ship,
2: okay, right? Sure. And uh, there's a mystery uh... concerning
0: the pirate ship, and so there are all these people that are related to the mystery, right? So there's like because the, the pirate ship is part of a museum, and so you go to the museum, and there's your, like, museum collections person, and you, like, actually go and have dialogue with them. You can ask nice. them questions, depending on which questions you ask. You get different answers. Um, and there's, like, there's usually about, like, five or six NPCs like that. Okay. Um, so you are, like, interviewing people and, like, trying to get, um, kind of clues as to, from them, but then also you're, like, going and exploring the town, you're exploring the pirate ship. Usually there's, like, a fun, like, transportation thing you can do, where you, like, go on a snowmobile. Or drive around, like, River Heights or something.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) I would love a game where I could drive around River Heights. Um. (laughs) Can you pick all of Nancy Drew's outfits down to the most minute detail? I am surprised sometimes reading these books that it doesn't tell me what color of underwear she is wearing, <laughs> and how yeah. detailed they'll describe her socks in this book.
0: <laughs> so that's actually the really cool thing about these games is you never ever see Nancy. You you are Nancy. Because you June. are in her. Yep. So that's you badass. never like see the only things you ever see are her hands, maybe. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no clothing, nothing else. Okay,
1: great. Nancy Drew, no clothing, everybody. That's the computer game. Um, all right. Well, before we get too far into it, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Nancy Drew uh, series. The Nancy Drew books were originally written in the late 1920s by Carolyn Keene, and Keene is better known for her pioneering work in the field of entomology. And so she, you know, breakthrough in that field. Then she wrote all these mystery series. They were rewritten in the 1960s to be a little more PC, to give Nancy more money. To make her a little more domestic than she was in the original book and she is hella domestic Hella. she takes massive breaks from the mystery to like set the table in uh in this book
0: yeah I feel like she sort of has a reason but yeah,
1: yeah. well no she's being good she's yeah. being a good person yeah. what were your first impressions had you read had you read many of these books before or you're were you all, all games all the time?
0: No, I wasn't all games all the time. So I did uh, read, like, for a little while. I read them very fervently. It was a long time ago. I don't remember which, when. And I remember really liking them. I remember being like, I don't know who the the culprit is. And then I... I
1: and now you're a yeah. grown-up. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> now, I was a little disappointed with this book. We talked about that. The book starts on a very high note. Um oh, yeah. well, I mean a low note for the characters <laughs> no, but but a high note for us as readers, and then the opening illustration. It looks like uh, right? Nancy Drew is keeping a man tied up in her basement for some reason. Yeah. Um, and that she's, you know, she looks concerned. Like, in my mind, she was saying something along the lines of, like, I'm so sorry this so, got so out of hand. I promise <laughs> I'll let you go as soon as I can. You just can't tell anybody. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then she closes the door again before he even has a chance to ask for food. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and he's just down there and Hannah's upstairs on her crutches. Um <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> Mr. Drew comes in, just like, "Hey, y'all, what's going on?" <laughs> now, it
1: seems like there are some regular Nancy Drew characters that are missing from this adventure. Yes,
0: there is.
1: There's no Beth. There's no. no George. George?
0: No, Ned. What happened to Ned?
1: So here's that the is thing. her like
0: love of her fucking life. Yeah. Can I swear? Yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> we
1: we've decided. <laughs> So no, no one, none of those characters have shown up yet. No, we're in the third Nancy Drew book, and there is no, no of the know. of her core friends. She has her friend Helen.
0: I guess Helen
1: Cornick, <laughs> and when the book starts, we'll jump right into it. Helen and Nancy are just out on a boat for no yeah, reason, they right? Are. They're just they rented a motorboat.
0: I, you know, when I was initially thinking about this, I thought they were like heading to an island, and I was like, oh, it makes sense that you would like. Rent a boat and go to the go, island. Yeah,
1: exactly. And but that's ha- like
0: absolutely not the case. No,
1: they just had a boat for the day. But it's three pages and over th- – it moves at Hardy Boy's speed, which is the only time this happens in the in the novel.
0: Agreed. Yes.
1: They're on a boat. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's a little cloudy. Oh, my God, it's storming. Oh, my God, we're going to die. And within literally. moments – Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: They are standing on the boat. There is a big wave. There is no more boat. And now they're just in the water. Um, Also, Helen, she asked Helen, like, are there life preservers? And Helen just says, nope, no life preservers. (laughs) And she's like, are there raincoats? And she's like, I'll go look. And I'm like, you didn't go look for the life preservers. I know, Uh, I know. But whatever they have, well, I like
0: that. Like you know, apparently these like cloud bursts, which is this like incredibly inferno storm that almost sank them, yeah, is like a regular occurrence. Sure, and that you know these boats that I'm assuming are rented out,
1: yeah, they're (laughs) they're not they can't withstand a cloud
0: burst. No, Um, but they should because it happens all the time.
1: Why? Why are there no life preservers on these rental boats? That seems like a massive insurance problem.
0: Yeah. But then they're and then like, they like freaking just don't care. They no. Like return the boat, and they're like, oh hey.
1: The boat thanks. got destroyed. That that's actually not the first time that's happened in one of these books. Um, that's what I've heard. Yes. So yeah, I just kept writing. Like I thought it was, oh, it's gonna be choppy, but it's gonna be fine. But I just kept writing. Christ, Jesus, oh my God! As like, there's lightning. Um, the, in the I re- crash, I wrote
0: whoever rented them these boats is a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these boats are
1: not are not uh they're not seaworthy. Is what no. but so her friend Helen falls into the water and mm-hmm. and hits her arms.
0: Apparently. <laughs> Like as she's like falling out of the boat like she scrapes both of her arms.
1: Anyway, they're paralyzed She can't move her arms anymore. No. Can I I do want to throw this out there And I know there are some large lakes, but this is a lake. They're at a they're Yeah.
0: Yeah I thought it was an ocean at the start. I was right. like that makes sense
1: No, they're no. on the middle of a lake and the waves are so high. They completely capsized and we're like uh.
0: Yeah, it was crazy
1: Let's see. The motorboat sinks to the bottom of yeah, the lake on page yep. six, and I was like, "Just wow!"
0: And this is um, the first Mary Sue moment that I found, where she's an excellent uh, she's swimmer. She's an excellent swimmer. Excellent swimmer. Yeah.
1: Thank God. <laughs> Thank um, the Lord. My arms feel numb, and I was like, "That doesn't make any sense. How could your arms feel numb?"
0: That's a uh, Helen.
1: Hey, yeah, Hel- yeah, no, Nancy's yeah, Nancy's, Nancy's smarter like, than to say in that. In
0: her zone, man. So
1: she tows her to shore, aqua girl style, <laughs> and then she says. Like hold your breath when you see a wave coming. Where, like, what is causing these massive swells on this little lake?
0: Yeah, I think that is this whole like a great lake? Yeah, completely fictional.
1: And then in the middle of this torrential rainstorm, she's like, "I think I heard somebody calling out." Yeah. And I was like, "You're you're hallucinating. D- ignore 100%. it." One hundred percent. Yeah, that's stress. But yeah. no, it's a. A slender, auburn-haired girl of about 16... Yep. ...who gets them on her rowboat, right? Yeah. That's, okay. like, a whole, sh-
0: whole shebang.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just Helen not refusing to move her arms. <laughs> yeah. You refer to them as Helen's, <laughs> Helen's useless, useless arms. Useless arms, yeah. <laughs> and you're like...
0: Oh, I wrote here, a new check?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Helen, the armless girl. Um, But she... um she's fine as soon as they really as they get on the boat she's like i guess they're feeling better um yeah but then they almost run the oh one of the weird things that laura pendleton the Mm -hmm. girl who rescues them says she says i'm nancy drew they're they're still in the storm at this point She says, i'm nancy drew and the girl says i read in a newspaper about one of the mysteries you solved i may need your help someday soon nancy and I'm like one good recall. Like, <laughs> I don't remember anything I read.
0: Do you even read the newspaper anymore?
1: <laughs> I read it on my phone. But yeah, so I read the newspaper. I wouldn't remember if they were like local teenage girl solves clock mystery. No, I know I wouldn't remember. Also, they would probably wouldn't have published her name.
0: Oh no, she's of age. She's That's 18.
1: true. She's yeah, eighteen. Yeah, that comes up later. So, but but then it's a, they get on this rowboat this to save them. And then they're about to crash into a boulder.
0: Oh, yeah. But then they're not. That's like the second time they're about to crash, right? First time it was a a log. Yep. Uh, You know, because of course. And now a boulder. And the rocks, yeah.
1: And then they get onto the shore Mm -hmm. and they say, Helen, how are your arms? And she's like, better now.
0: And you're like, oh, really? I just didn't want to help. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as we're
1: out of danger, Mm -hmm. she just didn't. She was so lazy she was willing to drown if if Nancy didn't swim her to shore. Potentially. Yeah. Well,
0: I bet you know she was actually more like a like a parasite, being like, if I pretend that I can't do anything, Nancy will help. Do you and think I'll that her,
1: her. Um, that her engagement is real? It was that a, was
0: an interesting.
1: It was a whole yeah, plot point in was. in an earlier book. Oh, was it? Yeah, of her like wanting to get engaged to this guy that she had oh. just met and now, and then now she is Helen,
0: Helen don't do it. Don't
1: do it. I don't think it's all made up now. You think I think so? that she's just trying to get attention and seem better than Nancy. It's hard to seem better than Nancy Drew.
0: I mean, she does know everything.
1: Everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, so it's all storming. They pull up the they find a little bungalow.
0: I also like that um <laughs> before before they actually get on shore, Nancy, like, helps Laura with Ory paddles, paddling. Yeah. And, like, earlier she was, like, about to drown because she was so tired. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no,
1: she got her second wind there. Yeah, I guess um so. The adrenaline of towing her friend's limp-armed body. Plus
0: 25 to HP, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the bungalow, the um, eponymous bundle- bungalow from the yeah, title. Yeah, they
0: break in. They break in. Yes. They don't even. No
1: hesitate to like kick in the door
0: they're like we're cold even though they're like probably right next to a town
1: yeah go to the town this
0: is a small island we'd learn
1: i don't think any amount well i don't know no i wouldn't break into a person's cabin (laughs) because i feel like i would assume that they would be in there yeah and then i'd break in the door and and they'd be like oh my god
0: and this is like the 50s right so they could probably like shoot you on site yeah
1: it's 2018. They probably could shoot me on sight and be That's fine. It, yeah. yeah, it's not. Of... Yeah. So they break into this bungalow. It's pretty much abandoned. But on the second floor, there's like cots, clothes.
0: A refrigerator. A refrigerator.
1: It's stocked with food. Stove. And rather than just like do do what I would do in this situation, which is probably, if I even if I did break in, not touch anything and be like, I'm just going to sit here until I'm dry and the rain stops and then write a note being like, so sorry about your door. Um, No, they just make hot cocoa and...
0: Oh, no, they have a full-on Nike party.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they,
0: like, take all their clothes off. They get out of... They They make hot chocolate. They get
1: themselves out of their wet clothes.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: They beanie, and then... Because I wrote it down there. I I wrote, oh, yeah, at one point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Helen and Nancy (laughs) agreed. Within a short time, the three girls had taken off their wet clothing and were wrapped in blankets. Yep. (laughs) Laura had turned on one burner of the stove and made hot chocolate. And I was like, oh, you 18- to 16-year-old girls. (laughs)
0: Nothing brings together. Because it's kind of funny how, like, quickly they bond. Yes. You know, but, like, nothing brings together. Girls. Like, 18-year-old girls than a Nike party. Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. Well, I mean, what more? We've all seen the internet. (laughs) Yeah, in a previous, uh, I think it was Helen and Nancy, they were in a rainstorm, and then they, like, quickly showered, and it was like, Helen helped Nancy wash her hair, and I was like... Oh, they – oh.
0: <laughs> Together.
1: Together they did. Um, that's not the most um, weird thing that happens in this book, though. Not no. that there's anything wrong with three teenage girls, you know, no, yeah. having a nakey party They're and fun. drinking hot chocolate. But then Helen gives a bunch of TMI about her, about her fiancé. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm meeting my aunt. She's going to help me design my dress for my marriage mm-hmm. to Jim Archer. And I imagine she, like, looked around the room to see if anyone knew – his name yeah, totally. and, the, and nancy was like i know him because you've introduced <laughs> us but he's in and europe I was now like, he's in europe on business for the oil Ooh. company and i thought they were gonna get married with the last time when they in the last book when they were like when he gets back to america i feel like he's maybe fake
0: potentially
2: and
1: then
0: but that also could be how they get Helen out, that's you know? Cuz like then Bess and George come in, who are
1: Which would be great.
0: 1 million times better. Oh,
1: that's good. <laughs> yeah, Helen's pretty useless in this. <laughs> Helen tells um Laura, the girl who saved them, that Nancy lives with her father, a lawyer, and Hannah Gruen, their housekeeper. Yeah. And then Laura is like, "I'm the saddest girl in the world."
0: Seriously.
1: She says, "I am an orphan." Which is a great way to start any sentence. And then she <laughs> says, my father was in a boat accident nearly six years ago. And I was like, where did she rent that boat? But then what what I think, and I was like, Helen is a jerk. Laura tells this whole story about how she's got got these new guardians and how she's like, because she's only 16. Mm-hmm. So these distant relatives of her mom or this Mr. Aborn and his wife are going to adopt right, right, her. Right. They're going to be your guardian. And they're going to pay the tuition. On the boarding school I attend, or something, and Helen is like, "Well, then everything is settled. You should be happy."
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Laura's like, "But my mom just died, and my dad's been dead for years." And, and you know, she's we...
0: like, "So uncertain about. I mean, she's just meeting these new people. She's who never she's gonna met gonna the people be, who are going like, to be your new be Living with, yeah, totally.
1: I was pretty sure one of them was going to turn out to be Count Olaf. Oh
0: my gosh! Best mashup ever. Right? Like I was like, <laughs> "Oh
1: my god." Is this, this an orphan with a fortune? <laughs> is the guy who shows up, is like, I am your guardian. Is he going to have a tattoo of an eye on Does his Mr. ankle? Does Mr.
0: Aborn have a tattoo Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So they they leave a nice note saying, three grateful girls. Um, And I hope with mm-hmm. like, I hope like a really detailed note about how like we were so wet. So we took off our clothes to sweeten the deal a little bit. They're not going to leave <laughs> pictures, but I mean, at least Just let the person who got the nose screen, like, here. They're like, great, great. Then again, it could be like a a preacher's house then again maybe a preacher would be like great great i don't yeah, know you never know i don't judge um they go back to the person mr franklin they rented the boat from Yep. and they were like i'm so sorry we and he's have like,
0: insurance. don't worry about it
1: <laughs> it happens all the time and i was like oh it's this
0: happens sort- for the with the accidents we have insurance and then yeah. the girls are like huh even without life jackets yeah of course they didn't say that
1: before. no yeah. but they should have yeah <laughs> like the insurance company is never going to pay that out then this scraggly bleached blonde woman yeah. Who's mean, right?
0: Swaggered into the office.
1: And she what does she want? Help?
0: I just like her wet un or her wet bleached hair clung to her head in an unbecoming fashion. Like immediately.
1: Bad person. Evil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally
0: unbecoming. Just right away.
1: Let's see. They basically oh <laughs> I love this. Helen says some people don't deserve a helping hand. Kind of a bitch move, Helen. <laughs> yeah, are you speaking
0: from experience.
1: Yeah, she's like <laughs> some people; they're better left to their own devices. And then they uh, they take a bath and get a change of clothes,
0: probably together.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably. there's a lot of there's a lot of bathing. There's, the boys in Hardy Boys don't bathe nearly as much, never together, um, <laughs> that I know about. And then they tell they told Laura to call them right mm-hmm. if she wants. Mm-hmm.
0: Does calling here mean actually just like saying hi or actually Or
1: calling? or like getting a hold of the operator, having their yeah. operator get yeah. a hold of I I don't know what she means. But let's see. They describe oh, Laura Pendleton shows up. She does show up, yeah. And she's wearing a becoming pink cotton dress. Oh yeah. Oh, Every single article of clothing is detailed. <laughs> it's amazing. You And it, that doesn't
0: happen Boys, in huh? the Hardy Boys. In the Hardy
1: Boys if they tell you what color sweater a person is wearing, yeah. it's an important plot point that exactly. you need to remember later. Oh, guy in the yeah. red sweater. Yeah. Um, nope. But they don't want you to I think. I mean, this
0: was the 1950s, right? Yes. So.
1: I love later when she wears a green dress to camouflage herself in the woods. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you're trying. <laughs> you got a <it>, girl. <laughs> um, let's see. So it turns out that Laura just met her new adoptive parent and it's mm-hmm. that bitchy lady from the hotel the who was all the unbecoming, unbecoming. <laughs> yes and um this big clue where i'm like oh these aren't these are fake these people are fake is that she's like oh and she told me that my mother mary had spoiled me right and that i was gonna have to toe the mark at home and then they're like well it's, i don't know like maybe she's strict and then she was like no but my mother's name isn't mary it's marie i know
0: i and have you're a huge like, da, da,
1: da! Dun, 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 dun! yeah absolutely <laughs> But then Helen keeps taking her side. Did you notice that?
0: Mr. – Mrs. Atborn? Yeah,
1: because Helen is like – they're like, she was very rude to the people down in the hotel. And Helen is like, but don't forget, it's no fun to have car trouble on a bad night. It's apt to make anyone cross. And you're like, no, she, like, screamed at the service people.
0: Oh, yeah, she did. She went Um, all out.
1: So then apparently – I can't even remember what the hell happens. They invite Laura to second breakfast. They remember that.
0: They do, like, a bunch of stuff.
1: They do a bunch of – They, like,
0: do tennis. Oh. They, like, So this is one thing –
1: Yeah, they they have a whole morning of events.
0: The time, I feel like, in Nancy Drew is, like, wibbly
1: wobbly. It really is. Yeah, Yeah, you can cram a lot into a day. The one thing that I noticed is that they're like, remember that girl we met, Marty Malone? Let's call Marty Malone and we can play – we can have a foursome on the tennis court. I kind of want to – there's no way to read this to make it make sense, which sucks. But, like, Marty Malone picks them up or, like, they, they meet up with her. Laura and Nancy play our partners, and Helen and Marty are our partners. And then they're like, well, we should go. And they never mention Marty Malone again. Like, I don't know if they dropped her off or if she, like, ran to the restroom and they just left. Yeah. But I kept expecting later that the main criminal was going to turn out to be Marty Malone. <laughs> and she was like, you you freaking ditched me. And, like, I met you and before I'm that. I'm
0: going to make you pay. I met
1: you before that, Laura girl. And we were supposed to become summertime camp friends. But you decided Laura was your summertime yeah. camp friend, so the And Nancy re-
0: was like, "Oh, but she's an orphan." She's an orphan, and Mar.
1: <laughs> and your name's Marty, but like I, the rest, the entire. I'm not joking. The entire rest of the book, no, sure. I imagine Marty Malone looking around every corner, and like following Nancy through the woods, trying to figure out like what everybody else was doing, and just like but having. But I wanted her- to
0: be your best. friend. I friends. wanted to be your best friend,
1: Nancy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah see.
0: she definitely doesn't ever come up she's just a way for them to play to tennis. play tennis with four yeah, of them yeah, and i'm like wild. the
1: writer couldn't think of another activity no. and then and then couldn't think of a better reason for a fourth person to be <laughs> there and this happens a lot in this well oh,
0: this is the the second time that the mary sue is coming up okay uh you're a terrific player nancy laura exclaims so she's, oh right she's been trained in tennis
1: yes private lessons oh that's what laura says at boarding school a mother insisted. Right. um so laura's also very good yep. marty malone not, not worth nancy, mentioning though. uh yeah. yeah not as good as nancy <laughs> no basically laura's like i'm gonna go live with my new guardians helen's aunt is gonna show up oh mm-hmm. nancy is this when nancy gets the call yeah from helen or from hannah well
0: hannah helen's aunt says says it to her right
1: oh okay They do learn about whose bungalow that is, though. Oh, yeah. He had rented it the week before because everyone tells everybody everything. Mm -hmm. So they they contact the realtor in this lakeside town to know who owns that bungalow. And he tells them that he just rented it to a Mrs. Frank Marshall from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know why any of that had to be in the book. It didn't.
0: No it did apparently a note wasn't enough and nancy had to. Do no
1: and then right nancy now. says that she didn't sign the note that she left and i was like you did sign it you signed it three grateful girls right right you said it said specifically Thank you she signed for it for your
0: hospitality that you did three not give us grateful <laughs> girls
1: yeah no no we broke in and stole your stuff <laughs> thanks smiley face winky face and then they almost get run down by uh by a fancy a car. A black
0: foreign car. That's important. That comes up many, A black foreign many, car many times.
1: that when people see it, they become suspicious yeah. because it's foreign. Yeah. Which I think is great. <laughs> it's just, they're up here a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot happens. They're going to tea rooms.
0: I like how Helen says, close association with you, Nancy Drew, is making me more observant. Like, she's like, like, Watson. Yeah. Holmes, you know?
1: Right. Yep. But, but Helen, Helen seems just a little <laughs> dim. In a lot of this, I well, yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, she doesn't have stuff as figured out as Nancy does, but she's older than Nancy. I think she's engaged.
0: She's, I think she's about the same same age. People so, got engaged
1: that. Yes, like right out of high school. Yeah. From Helen, Helen's aunt June arrives, and then Helen yep. uh, on June she tells her that, um, oh your uh, Mrs. Grew and Hannah, Nancy's housekeeper, mm-hmm. sprained her ankle or something or broke a. Yep. But she yeah she she's gonna be off her feet and Nancy. Rather than being like, oh, poor Hannah. Well, I'm having fun with my friends. It's like, I have to go home right away and make sure that someone's there to make her lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just, like, way too nice. Um, then again, I, I guess... Mean,
0: she's too nice of a person, right? She is. Yeah, yeah she's, like, yeah. Manipul- Like you I could manipulate
1: like her felt... and so much hotel crap. Oh,
0: she was like, but before I leave, I just have to meet Mr. and Mrs. Aborn. Oh,
1: right. She wants yeah, to meet yeah. them. And she does yeah. meet them, and they seem fine?
0: They seem, like... Fine, but suspicious. They say right? that his,
1: that Mister. Aborn's face was square, but his small brown eyes were shifty. And I was like, "That's Count Olaf for sure." <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's Neil Patrick Harris and or Jim Carrey.
0: One of the two for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: They decide. They're, they and say then they're, they're gonna... like
0: putting in like weird points, like, "Oh, this poor child," and "Oh, she has not a money, single." thing of money to her name yeah they keep
1: they keep making yeah. it very clear to everyone that they interact with which i think is they're they're really dumb criminals they seem to be flying by the seat of their pants oh, yeah. um but they keep talking about how laura's mother actually was a was destitute and didn't have any money mm-hmm. so they're doing her a huge favor yep. by adopting her yep. but we have plenty of money it doesn't matter so it's going to be fine we don't need, and, and i was like oh no that like that ruins your whole plan because if their whole thing is they're going to steal Laura's fortune, then they shouldn't tell people we have plenty of money and it's fine. What they should tell people is we are destitute and to take her in, we need to cash in some of her fortune to take care of her. Mm-hmm. But they go about it all wrong. They're like, they she's broke. No, we're broke. No, we're fine. But she's rich and we need her money. But she's broke. And like they don't. they don't seem to have a plan. I don't know. No. Laura goes with them. Nancy goes yeah. home, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's very clear that Laura's fake guardians are trying to
0: steal Oh, uh, 100%. Mind. Right away. I was, right away. I
1: thought maybe, like... No, I keep doing that. I keep expecting, okay, this is so obvious. It must be a red herring. Or, like, yeah. one of them's a good yeah. guy and one of them's a bad guy. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I should stop <laughs> no, expecting no. that.
0: I, like, literally at every point where they give you, like, a clue into the mystery you feel that you know yeah you're like, like we're gonna come across some some other things soon that's like that that can't be right that's too obvious yeah but it's all that's all but bad.
1: it's all real yeah. oh they take um nancy decides she's gonna drive home right to mm-hmm. uh yes
0: in her convertible in her convertible in a storm start yeah. oh yes mm-hmm. in
1: her in her navy blue convertible yeah yep. but she gets caught in a storm as as she is one to do i guess
0: well, first she gets caught in a storm, right? Yes. And then she gets detoured,
1: right? By like, <laughs> dan- construction danger. Nobody knows. Okay. It's like
0: doesn't ever come into They're play because like, like construction doesn't last more than a day, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you'd hope that. So then she takes a detour, and there's into a-
0: this like incredibly. Like off roading, road
1: <laughs> in her fifties navy blue convertible, yeah.
0: and she's just like going so fast in a storm, just like, just like.
1: <laughs> but then there's a splintering, ripping noise, and a pine tree falls. Yeah, right in front of her car, but doesn't hit her car.
0: No, she breaks. You know, because yeah. convertibles have great breaks.
1: on the mud in on the, the mud, woods. Yeah. And then she says, like she tries to move the tree, and then she <laughs> says,
0: isn't that hilarious.
1: It's too heavy, so she says, too bad I'm not twins.
0: I like how she thinks that she can move it right away. Like, come on, Nancy. It's a big old your logic that you have stored, you know, to solve these mysteries.
1: Then again, okay, as a dumb man, if a tree fell in front of my car and I was like, (laughs) oh that thing's real big the first thing I'd try to do is move it out of the way and then be like (laughs) oh no (laughs) no I can't move that that's hundreds of pounds what's wrong with me it's like when your car is parallel parked just a little bit wrong and some part of your brain is like i'll just grab the bumper and lift it up and slide it into s-, and you're I don't like
0: think I-. anybody has ever had that thought
1: well people haven't been drunk enough then because i guess so when you're drunk enough you're like i can do it i
0: bet this book would be 100 times better if nancy was just pissed off her pants <laughs> the whole time
1: <laughs> that would be great she would definitely try to get more uh, out of more situations by like trying to make a move on a guy and then throwing up on his (laughs) shoes. You know, like a lot of like, hey, maybe I could – I'm so sorry. And then it it happens. It's (laughs) happening.
0: But everyone would be madly in love with her anyway. They'd be like, it's
1: fine. And they like wipe her mouth off. Um, And maybe a little bit of her blouse, her perfectly pristine banana yellow blouse skirt combo. So Nancy's rescued by – a 14 year old girl,
0: mm-hmm. Everyone's... doesn't ever get out of the car.
1: No, she
0: doesn't get out of the no. car because girls can't do
1: that. <laughs> no, she pulls up and she's like, My brother will help you. And then Jim, her Jim, brother, Jim Jam, gets out of Which no. I thought, I thought Jim was gonna be the like uh potential romantic lead of it because mm-hmm. he's like driving the car. He's he, like, Handsome, he's sa- Yeah, comes handsome, and saves her, saves her. No, not Jim, no. he's not the one
0: nor is it ned
1: <laughs> nor is it ned ned sir not appearing in this film um anyway jim tells her that they had known they've known the aborns for years the mm-hmm. people who have adopted laura yeah. and that they bought this new house a month ago and that they mentioned that laura was coming to visit them but they had to go take an extensive trip first this kid who lives next door to these people has too much information because I I keep, I keep thinking of like if I was at my parents' house and their neighbors were like, hey, so funny story. My uh, distant relative uh, had a – they had a terrible accident. It's a sad thing. But anyway, their niece is going to come live with us. But before she does, we have to go take a trip. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> don't talk to me anymore. I don't know who you are. Like I, I wouldn't be cataloging all of yeah. it later for a yeah. mystery. I yeah. would uh, – I would probably just, like, walk silently backwards into the house while they were talking and shut the door. like. I, I just...
0: Especially for, like, like, an 18-year-old boy. Yeah, they like, would probably oh say and God. be like, I'm going to go smoke something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like,
1: I didn't realize there was anybody over there. Anyway, but they're all keen to meet Laura because the Aborns think she must be tops.
0: Mm-hmm. I also like how Nancy is like, oh, is Mrs. Aborn a blonde-haired woman, rather small and slight? And they're, and they're like, like yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: I mean, small, maybe blonde, I don't remember. They're like dirty uh,
0: blonde? or <laughs>
1: Like brunette, red brunette? <laughs> I just wrote a uh, different person <laughs> when they were like, sure she is, that lady. Anyway, yeah, they're all yep. excited because Laura's yep. tops. They, she inferred from the Donald's remarks that the man and his wife were very acceptable people. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what that means. They're like, are they, would you describe them as acceptable people? Yes.
0: Like white and rich.
1: White and rich, yeah, yeah acceptable. Yeah, definitely. Very acceptable. Let's see. So then she goes back to Hannah. Hannah's oh, like, yeah, you shouldn't have come so home, sorry. but then also I have a bunch of stuff I need you to do.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, I can't believe you almost died. And Nancy was like, me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: And she's like, where's my dad? And they're like, to the state capitol. Which, which state? Yeah, they said that he's going to the state capital, but they won't say which state.
0: Where is River Heights?
1: A lot of people think Illinois. I could see that. Yeah, like yeah. Great Lakes region.
0: Oh, I like that. He, like, right away, it's like, Mr. Dew wants you to help him investigate an embezzlement case. And, he's like, an attorney. Like, he's mm-hmm. not a
1: private investigator. He's an attorney. Oh, I didn't know that. But, okay. What upsets me about this is that she's like your dad needs your help investigating this embezzlement case and I'm like he's not an investigator he's an attorney he's not a private detective also like I feel like if an attorney had his daughter help him with a tri- with a case without any sort of like she doesn't have any licenses or anything I feel like it's maybe yeah. a little bit of malpractice
0: I get that and Unless actually their relationship is one of the best things about this book I is feel it? like
1: Is it the best
0: thing? One of the best things. Because he has so much faith in her.
1: He does. And
0: I like really, and he believes. There are a couple things that he could like not believe her on. Sure. And like he's like 100% against his daughter, which is like very. Okay, can I just say, do you
1: feel like they kiss too much?
0: (laughs) The dad and her? Yeah. They kiss in the
1: book? They kiss enough times that at one point I wrote, please stop it.
0: (laughs) I literally did not see that
1: okay well now i'm gonna point out every kiss from now on because it got to the point where i was like stop like don't (laughs) you don't keep having to kiss each other
0: maybe that's why because her father is secretly in love with her yeah he's
1: like i trust you implicitly and she's like Mm -hmm. okay dad and he's like no seriously with anything she's like okay kiss me again um (laughs) it's very weird
0: (laughs) do you think that like he's shagging hannah
1: no, I don't. I think don't he's shagging his secretary. Later, I'll 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 oh, talk about do. why. Really um. So curious. anyway, Na- Nancy does this whole super domestic stuff. Um. She yeah. she makes a casserole and then she sets two wooden trays with doily napkins and silver. Then, after placing bread and butter on each, Nancy poured two glasses of milk. Lastly, she made a crisp salad of lettuce and tomatoes and marinated it in a tangy French dressing. And I was like, was that to teach like eight-year-old girls how to be? How to make a nice entree? Like they're
0: like you can't be smart and not domestic. No, you, you have, have to You have to be domestic, you period.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can be smart. Yeah. But the first one is required. Yeah, it's yeah. like And taking... if you're not
0: smart, just go for the Just domestic. go for domestic. Yeah, it's yeah. fine.
1: Um and if you can't be either well um we have no place for you in this society. Um it's it's a sad thing. So let's see. She. Now you have to
0: get married to somebody who's rich in Europe. <laughs> yeah, you have to get married to
1: Jim Army or whatever that guy's name was, who is an oil tycoon in Europe. It sounds made up. He sounds made up. Let's see. They're like, oh, Laura should come. Should come stay with us, mostly because they think that she's now at an abusive house.
0: Mm-hmm. Not really, though, right? No,
1: like um like a grumpy house.
0: Yeah yeah there's a
1: difference they're
0: like good people (laughs) but like like, they're if you were ever growing up and like one of
1: your friends was being hit that was a much being bigger deal than like if their parents were always grumpy Mm -hmm. so she goes to try to talk to carson drew oh no she calls the the hotel that he's staying at right hotels in this universe operate differently than in reality our universe In which you can call a hotel and ask them for any information and they will give it to you.
0: Seriously. She
1: calls and she's like, can I speak to Carson Drew? And they're like, no, he checked out this evening. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you think they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, who is this? (laughs) Like, you got to ask. You got to ask. You never know who's hunting this attorney. But so she's like, okay, well, I guess hopefully nothing bad happened to him. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the night when Nancy's asleep. (gasps) She hears like a window, a
0: creaky window, in the ground floor open. library was being opened. I was like, "It's was Carson!"
1: I was like, "It's Carson, right?" I didn't
0: get it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I she didn't. She thought somebody
1: was breaking in? In his fact, house. like
0: when he said it was, they said it was Carson. I was like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he turn on a light?
0: Like he left with enough time to tell, like to leave a message. Yeah. Yeah. There's it no was reason for him to down. break into
1: the house. It almost seems like he. He was trying to sneak out, or like I don't know what was going on, but anyway, he gets. He was hyped. like,
0: "I'm gonna relive my 18 year old life." Yeah, he's sneak like, "Oh, into my house." He's, he's had
1: a lot to drink, and he's like, "Oh, you'll be fun." Well, like he got mad earlier, and like he, while he was telling a story, he accidentally like threw his keys, <laughs> and like, and was like, "Oh no!" And then couldn't find him, and was like, "I'll just break into my house." Yeah, yep. I. Well, okay, hold on. I think there's one of those uncomfortable moments that I was talking about. Okay, here we go. Okay. Dad, cried Nancy in disbelief as color flooded back into her face. Is it really you? Of course, said Carson Drew, a tall, distinguished-looking man who, had, who right now seemed a little sheepish. He placed his briefcase he was carrying on a table, then walked toward Nancy with arms outstretched. His daughter rushed into them and gave Mr. Drew a loving kiss. And I was like, hmm. And
0: she also says, you're the best-looking burglar I've ever seen
1: yeah she hits on him
0: yeah she does
1: right away um and then she's like and then she's like oh god uh the police and i forgot she had called the police because when i was reading i was like did a neighbor see them through the window and call the police He's like i just saw carson Drew kiss his daughter on the mouth i'm calling the police and if the police don't do anything about it i'm calling the newspaper
0: I'm sure by now the like neighbors have been like, "Oh shit, something's going on here!" I know. Like they've called the the cops, and the cops have
1: been like, "Ah, we're we're not going over there. Look, as long as it's in their own home, we don't feel comfortable." Uh,
0: He's an attorney. (laughs) He's an
1: attorney. He works for the DA, and it gets weirder, folks. But then they go to sleep, I assume separately, and then uh, Hannah wakes them in the morning. Uh, Hannah refuses to obey doctor's orders and remain on her crutches.
0: Yeah, because that's what servants do.
1: Yeah, but the yeah. fact that the doctor is like, you sprained your ankle. Three days bed rest. I'm like, no, that's bad for you. You're going to get blood clots and stuff. Don't do bed rest. Yeah, but okay. then they eat pancakes and sausage. Mm-hmm. And what else? Oh, he she, she tells... Wait a second. Did they did she get that phone call? No, no, that's later.
0: No, that's later. It was nice to like see the family like household you how know? their unit, yeah, how the family yeah. unit works. Cuz like in the games you never get to see that. You're always like at the the crime scene or the the mystery oh. right away, you know? So You never get to look... like
1: set the table and make a nice vinaigrette. Mm-hmm, no, no. Let's see. Nice yellow club chair. I love all the aesthetic stuff. They're you like when they describe chairs. his his uh his office. Mhm. Carson Drew has a great office. Oh, he tells her that he has been uh, hired to investigate a case, which is yeah. not his job and is not what he does. Um, but he has been hired to investigate a case in, uh, in which a bunch of bearer bonds were stolen from a yeah. bank. Yep. So they're bonds that just say, like, basically payable to bearer. Yep. If you have the bond, you can cash it. And they don't know who stole them. And they they, they went to an attorney, a private attorney, and they were like, you're on the case.
0: Because that's what private attorneys do, yeah. And
1: he took the case. Yep. Which is weird.
0: He... Maybe he's so secret that he goes, like, of the title attorney, but he's actually a private detector, that's, detective.
1: That seems like a good way to get all of your cases thrown out, <laughs> and then all of the private detective cases that you uh, consulted on thrown out. Yeah, where they're like, good. it turns out that the guy who helped us with this case was the attorney that prosecuted <laughs> the criminals. And then on the other end, they're like, hey, it turns out that this private detective we've been using is actually an attorney. Uh, Yeah, all of that seems bad. (laughs) You can't do that. Uh, Maybe in
0: the 50s you could. Maybe you
1: could. (laughs) Here's a 50s thing right here. So Mm -hmm. they're like, uh, we want you to investigate all of the – they want Nancy Drew to go interview all the people who had their bearer bonds stolen, right? Yep. But not to tell them. These people clearly don't know that they've had their bearer bonds stolen from Mm -hmm. the bank. And then she's like, have you checked on everybody who works at the bank? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I spoke to all the employees. Two of them I couldn't speak to because they were on vacation. Um, and when they get back from vacation, uh, we'll have to interview them. And I was like, well, that's suspicious. And she's like, couldn't you find out where they went? And they were like, no, there's no way to know. And I was like, because there's no Instagram. Like, you can't just literally check social media and be like, they are in Spain. And they are totally in Spain. Oh, my God. Look at these pictures. They just have to accept that they're gone. When they get back, we'll interview them. (laughs) Sounds like an exciting case, Dad,
0: said Nancy. What can I do to help? In reply, Mr. Drew gave Nancy a slip of paper with four names on it and their corresponding River Heights addresses. They were Mrs. William Farley, Mr. Herbert Brown, Mrs. John Stewart, Mr. Stephen Dowd. None of the names was familiar to the young detective.
1: These are the local people whose securities are missing.
0: Mr. Drew said.
1: Think of some reason to meet these people.
0: He directed.
1: See what kinds of homes they have and try to get an insight into their characters. This is a very vague assignment. But I feel you may find out something incriminating about one of them. You see, we have to be very careful not to arouse suspicion in a case of this type. I'll do my best.
0: Nancy assured him.
1: I love that he's like, this is super vague. But, like, go there and do a thing, and then maybe one of them is a criminal.
0: I feel like he expects one of them to be a criminal, right. honestly. And, and he's t- like, I'm going to give my 18-year-old daughter. <laughs>
1: try to get into their house, by whatever means necessary. Oh, and then Nancy gets a phone call.
0: Yeah, this is the big deal.
1: This is the big deal. She big gets a phone deal. call. It's one of those classic, hello, Nancy? Nancy Drew? And she's like, this is Nancy speaking. And she's uh-huh. like, I, oh! Uh, uh! and there's a crash and then nancy's like who is this Mm -hmm. (laughs) silence the call had been cut off and then mr drew is like who was it and she's like oh this is what happened
0: and she's like oh like normally when people (laughs) hang up they like give me a call again i'm just gonna wait for another call she's like maybe something happened they dropped the phone
1: (laughs) and then she's like wait a second Usually people would call and be like, "Hey, I know I screamed and dropped the phone. No big deal. I saw a mouse." But that doesn't happen. And then Mr. Drew is like, "Ask who it was." And she's and she tells him what happened. He says, "You didn't recognize the voice." And uh she's like, "No, I can't call back. And someone is in trouble. I just know it. And I can't and here I am helpless. And I can't do a thing. It's maddening." And I love her father's response. It certainly is. <laughs> "Well, dear, I must run down to the office."
0: Presently, he left the house and then fancy she's forgets, like, chill, whatevs. What?
1: She just completely forgets about the phone call.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah. anyway, I got
1: stuff to do. <laughs>
0: I like that she doesn't recognize the the caller, you know, even though she, like, literally just spoke to this lady, person- like, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it's clearly Laura.
1: But I just love that she makes no effort to, like, call the operator and try no. to figure...
0: Yeah, right? She doesn't
1: do any like, of the yeah, detectives. caller
0: ID doesn't exist, but there's gotta be a way. Gotta be, be way. Like, hey, this person just called me, and I'm pretty sure she's in danger. Can you call freaking the police. connect to me? Can yeah, the police do-
1: No. She just forgets immediately <laughs> that it happened at all.
0: And yep. then she's like,
1: this is a good day as any to start Dad's investigation.
0: So <laughs> I she... literally wrote, whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: Screaming person on the phone, classic mm-hmm. prank. So Nancy puts on a two-piece <laughs> navy blue dress, which makes yeah, her look old.
0: With tiny pearl earrings, she dusted her nose slightly.
1: But it makes her look older than her 18 years. And I was like, yeah, 18 yeah. years is old enough to party. Like, don't, don't <laughs> worry about looking older than that.
0: But maybe not to talk about your bank bonds. That's true.
1: But then she doesn't even use, like, working for the bank as a cover. She's like, I work for this charity that's building a youth rec center. I'll just ask people to volunteer at the rec center. Mm -hmm. Then I won't have to lie. And I was like, but you could lie. Like, you broke into somebody's house earlier. Don't be a
0: Mary Sue.
1: So what, she goes? (sighs)
0: She goes to an old lady first, right?
1: Yeah, and can I just say, this woman, she's in a nice house. Uh, she has the greenest, most alert eyes Nancy's ever seen. Yep. Um, which is a weird, like, little, way too narrative, like, mm-hmm. literary touch. She's not very well to do, but she has a nice home. Mm-hmm. And she has a Duncan Fife rocking chair, which I don't know what that is, but hearing something that's, like, either de- designer or brand specific in a Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew book is unheard of. Really? Like, people don't drink Coca Cola, they drink soda. Mm-hmm. Uh Um, Did you ever read anything by the author John Belair's?
0: No. So
1: he wrote in the 1960s and 70s a children's fiction that was like children's gothic fiction that was uh, really spooky. And it was all about mysteries and magic and stuff like that. And a lot of it feels a bit like the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. But the thing that makes John Belairs seem so real is that a kid will prize his Babe Ruth baseball card and will, like, have a a favorite type of Bazooka Joe gum and drink Coca-Cola and go see a movie that you recognize. He goes and, you know, he'll see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, like, it's the real-world stuff that makes Mm -hmm. it feel like it's actually a thing that happened. Okay. None of that in this book. So to hear somebody be like, she sat in a Duncan Fife rocker chair.
0: Interesting.
1: um, Was a weird, weird choice. And And also... probably,
0: like, it's probably, like, a... Because this woman is pretty wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: is it old? Like a was dun- I don't know I what that is. I just feel
0: like it's like a if if they were going to name drop it'd be like very notable, probably like high
1: high society. Society, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I can't think of anything that's high society anymore.
0: Haha. Tigers, tigers. tigers.
1: Yeah, like if you have one of your own. Yeah. You're either <laughs> then again, if you own a tiger, you are either high class or you are complete trash.
0: Probably both.
1: The kind, yeah, you're you're like a really rich trash person yeah. who thinks yeah. it's okay to own yeah, a tiger.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, Nancy never tells this woman because she's like, "Would you be interested in writing a check for the rec center as mm-hmm. like a, a as her cover for interviewing her?" And the woman's like, "Okay, I'm very broke and on a limited income, but fine." And at no point does Nancy I tell her. I want do good. <laughs> but at no point, when she's writing Nancy this check, mm-hmm. does Nancy say, "Oh, and just so you know." Your bearer bonds were stolen from the bank. You're I mean, but you can't, right? You can't. I guess she it can't the because
0: trial. Mr. Drew said, "Hey, I'm investing in this case right now. They're paying. The bank is like
1: paying their insurance. We yeah, have insurance. Yeah, so. Who cares?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, nobody tells her she's been robbed. No. Did she go talk to another person? Oh, no, that's right. Don Cameron.
0: Oh good old, yeah. good old Don
1: Cameron.
0: <laughs> he just, like, is driving by, probably driving throughout the entire looking
1: time. Looking for Nancy looking Drew. For yeah,
0: definitely. Because, you know, so
1: it turns out that Don Cameron is a guy who took Nancy Drew to, like, junior prom or something.
0: Mm-hmm, which is, like, a big deal. Sure. She's probably, like, the most sought-after lady in River Heights. That's
1: what I was thinking, yeah. is that Nancy Drew seems to, like, date lots of guys and like it doesn't seem to be a big deal. You know, Ned becomes her main beau later mm-hmm. on, but she seems mm-hmm. to have no problem going on lots of dates. Apparently. And I'm like, I don't think Don's gotten much sleep since junior prom. <laughs> you know, like Don Don's been like like driving by your house a lot and like oh, trying yeah. to play yeah, it cool. yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. Like later he takes Laura out, you oh, know, and he's like really cool about it, but like not th- internally. Not
1: internally. <laughs> uh yeah. So he yeah, I was like, uh, Nancy went, it says here, Nancy had in fact gone to the spring prom with the tall black eared boy, and I wrote, ooh. ooh.
0: And the only reason she decides to, like, go out with him is because he's going to one of the suspects.
1: Yeah, so she has a list of suspects yeah. that she's yeah, supposed yeah. to go talk to, and he's like, hey, do you want to come to this barbecue for, uh, for my, my sister and my brother in law, whose name is Billy Bent? Uh, I don't know why they came up with that name and had to put it in the book. Oh, Bill, Bent. Bill Bent, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're like, you should come to this barbecue party with me. It's being given in the honor of my sister and my brother-in-law. They're about to get married. And they keep he keeps calling him, my, oh, my brother-in-law to be. And they're like, it's at Herbert Brown's estate. And she's like, Herbert Brown? That's a good excuse to get into his house. I'll totally go. <laughs> And I'm like, poor frickin' Don. Yeah,
0: he's being used.
1: He was so psyched to get a second (laughs) date, and now he realizes, I bet junior prom was a mystery thing, too. Um, Yeah, she said, Nancy could barely conceal her excitement, although she didn't like the idea of spying on a host. Because it is the it is the suspect's house,
0: and I bet Don was like, "Oh, she's excited to hang out with me." Look how excited she is! Look she's so it. psyched.
1: And I was like, S- "Real." I wrote real mixed signals here for Don. <laughs> uh, he's like, "No, she Poor like dude. she like got visibly excited, guys." Oh yeah. When I was like, "Do you want to come to this?" She was like, "Psyched!" She like, like she was like, a little bouncy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god! I didn't know she was so into me." Uh, it's gonna go great. I think it's finally gonna happen. It doesn't happen. No, um,
0: not even close.
1: So she comes home and Hannah's like up on her feet. And she's like, you're supposed to be resting. You're a fine patient. And then she's like, I feel better keeping busy. And then Nancy's like, okay, fine. I don't I don't care at all. Oh. But Helen sends her a postcard.
0: Yes. Is that is a right. real postcard? I don't, like what would get there in a day? Literally she came back from that town.
1: And like left it in the mailbox.
0: Yesterday, yeah. Yeah
1: i don't that know doesn't when did work she like mail that. it mail
0: doesn't work like that it have to be like last night and even then it takes like a couple days for the post office to get you
1: Aunt june and i just have decided to take a week's automobile trip up north we will return to river heights good uh plan to stop and see laura on our way hope hannah is better yeah and that's the whole chapter oh wait Oh, no, that's what it is. Hannah's like, what are you looking at, Nancy? And Nancy's scared white. And we're like, what is it going to oh, be?
0: Yeah. And, Her normally rosy complexion because she's always a rose.
1: This is so weird. She's like, oh, seeing this postcard gave me a flashback to a phone call I had this morning. She's like, what was the phone call? She's like, a girl screamed and then it hung up. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you just forgot
0: about that? Like, you forgot about Laura Pembleton, who you had a Nike party with?
1: Yeah, you never forget Nike parties. No! Uh, but anyway, she forgot, and she's like, oh my god, I think it was Laura. And I was like, yeah, no crap. She This suddenly is what sp- like sparks her memory that this mm-hmm. terrorizing phone call happened.
0: Like, duh.
1: They try to call the Aborns, the people who adopted Laura, and their phones have been disconnected. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she tries to get a hold of the Donalds, the people who helped her move that fallen tree. How that, would
0: she find them? Like, did they call give the her, operator. Yeah, to be like, Jim Donald. And, they and they'll would be like, know? okay,
1: we've got three Donalds in the region. And they'll be like, the one who helped me move a tree. And they'll be like, <laughs> connecting you now, miss. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I bet it's like Google. <laughs> oh, she talks to the Donalds and she's like, do you remember who I am? And they're like, yes. Of course.
0: You're like that dumb bitch that tried to move by, <laughs> by, to move a tree
1: by herself. <laughs> and she's like, oh, right, and you're the dumb bitch that wouldn't get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now yeah, we both know who each other are. <laughs> um, so they're like, she's like, are the acorns home? Is there a problem with the phones? And they're like, nope, they left.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. She's <laughs> like, do they specifically have a foreign make of car? And they're like, no.
1: no, I don't think so. Um, oh. I don't think But so. my dad did find a note on their back porch telling the milkman to discontinue deliveries. And I was like, why was your dad on their back porch?
0: Seriously. What a creep.
1: My dad was sort of snooping around and, uh...
0: He's an amateur detective of yeah. himself.
1: He was like, new couple next door, I'm gonna do some peeking. Uh, <laughs> You never know what kind of couple they are. You
0: probably don't close their windows, window blinds. <laughs> oh, so they
1: will. All it takes is one time looking up from a good time to see me standing in the window. And you shut those windows every time. you like, he saw everything. <laughs> so she's talking to Kathy. And this is a sentence that made me laugh really hard. I don't know why. She says... Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from them a few days. If we do, we'll call you, Nancy. And she said, fine, said the young detective. Remember me to Jim. Goodbye. And I went, what? Did you (laughs) misspeak? Remember me to (laughs) Jim? Remind Jim that I exist. (laughs) Thanks. And then Hannah's like, you know, I was thinking about it. And that that call you got this morning, it might not have been from Laura. You know a lot of people, Nancy. And I was like, oh, um, how many people do I know that Nancy would call so me popular. and say help and then scream and then drop the phone? Well, Nancy. That's
0: I'll... relating to this mystery. Yeah. Because you, know, you know
1: it has to. Nothing that happens yeah. in this time period can have anything not to do with the mystery. Exactly. It would be super confusing. It's like
0: synchronous yeah. actions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: 100%. She goes to Carson Drew's office. She meets Miss Hanson, the secretary, mm-hmm. that and I believe. say
0: how pretty she is. Yes, She's she says. She's so pretty.
1: My, how She's pretty so you look, pretty. Nancy, said the efficient young woman. Mm-hmm. Who had been with Carson Drew for the past five years. And I was like, oh! oh you're so you gotta find those subtexts.
0: Totally.
1: Um. Let's see, do they kiss each other again? Probably not. Not in his office.
0: I like how she was like, hey, that lady who gave me money was a very fine character.
1: Yeah, the woman who wrote me a check. <laughs> <Yep>. Very good, <laughs> beyond reproach. And then she's like, oh, and I'm going to a barbecue party. And Mr. Herb Brown's like better than I expected. All of their dialogue comes off, and maybe I've been reading too much Raymond Chandler, but it comes off flirty to me, and I don't like it. Um, I never feel like Fenton Hardy is flirting with his sons. So, she tells her dad all there's about...
0: There's something odd about this.
1: <laughs> yes, there's something odd about all of this, Nancy. She tells her dad about all the new stuff with the Laura Pendleton case. Like, she called me and screamed and hung up, and then you left and didn't care. I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure it's Laura, the phone... and I'm just going to go, oh, like, chill and, yeah. and find some other suspects. And he's like, know, that's
1: odd, far. anyway. well,
0: oh, she does kiss him again. Where? She kissed her father goodbye, and I wished him a successful trip
1: stop kissing your dad i wrote stop kissing your dad uh-huh. and then he's like and then he says i'll call you every night at eight as she's leaving like be home at eight i don't want you not at home uh on the way down in the elevator nancy asked hank the operator if he knew where hilo street was uh, was located and i was like oh yeah elevator operators remember Woo-hoo. them she finds out she's going to go drive over to Mrs. John Stewart's place, who is the third
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, suspect on her list. There, are, Yeah, Mrs. John Stewart. She's married to the Black Green Lantern. and uh, Or maybe the guy who hosted that show. Anyway, the... Uh, do, you mean,
0: do you mean the Daily Show? Yes.
1: The, uh, Nancy scanned the buildings and found that one was the largest on the street. It was ultra-modern in design. And I was like, wait, wait, let's have some stuff. What does ultra-modern mean? ultra modern in which decade and like that's fair does ultra modern in the 20s mean art deco and in the 60s does it mean art deco like is ultra modern going to look I think that
0: it was so far in advance that it's like the blocks we see nowadays. Oh okay, great. Yeah, yeah, that it was that far. Yeah,
1: or it's like an inverted ultra pyramid. Is, like <laughs> with
0: like,
1: uh, with like uh, some sort of like light-based levitation <laughs> devices that raise you from the ground. It's like in the Sims the when other. you can
0: like build a house and then get rid of the stilts and it, it like Yeah, blocks.
1: and it's yeah, just and yeah, yeah, it's it. like that. It's ultra modern. <laughs> postmodern. Um so she takes the elevator up. When she gets to the front door, I kind of like this whole bit. A woman is like, "Oh, you must be the dog walker," and then hands her a bunch of poodles, and is like, "Goodbye," yeah. and then closes the door. And I was like, "Yeah,
0: hooray!" And then, in, and then she, it says that the the elevator was self operated because she like just didn't freaking go up one that wasn't self operated. She yeah, because she, she wants to put that elevator one.
1: operator out of business. They hand her the dogs. They slam the door. Yeah, and then. Rather than just stealing the dogs and blackmailing this clearly rich person to get them back, um, like holding them ransom, she just rings the doorbell again and is like, yeah. I'm not the dog walker. Which I was yeah. like, oh, my God, Nancy, you had this person's dog. They have a gold collar. You know yeah. she's rich. Yeah. Like,
0: I also like that this was like – like right now the book is kind of like – losing steam a yeah. little bit you oh, know yeah. and they're like surprise <laughs> now
1: nancy's got dogs and then the Crazy. next chapter the, the next chapter a new person punched in and was like no she does not <laughs> and uh and so she gives the dogs back and yeah. the woman is is pretty Im-
0: and it's not the the person that gave her the dogs like, the no. person who gave her a do- the dogs was, a, like, a, like, a like A housekeeper. Maid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the person who answered the door after she, like, immediately ran the doorbell, Is right, Mrs. Stewart. Is, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and she tells her that, like, I'm afraid we'll have to talk another time. I have an afternoon musicale featuring the most divine violinist, Professor Lebojo. And I was yeah. like, ha and, and she's, then, oh, so
0: she's rich, oh, she didn't do it either, yeah. yeah. very
1: rich, yeah. Rich mm-hmm. people wouldn't have robbed. Mm-hmm. Rich people never steal and yeah, then and then she's like i don't understand my husband he doesn't appreciate our home life here with the children as she looks at the poodles and i was like wrote a big frowny face i was like no not your children you're confused and then she's like no and then
0: she's like oh her poor husband she couldn't
1: be the one Aww. she couldn't have planned a bank heist no. And i was like or she's in like just pretending <laughs> anyway
0: or maybe that's like how she is, but she was like, I need more money for my poodles. You
1: know? Yeah. So then she goes to look for the douds, right? hmm And then they're like, No, the Dowds are gone. hmm They're on tour. They're actors.
0: <gasps> oh my god, you never trust actors. No, right? Because right? No, yeah. they're
1: people who, who act pretend they're <laughs> they somebody pretend they're else.
0: Something. Yeah, totally. For
1: a living. You know, they're they're you could never trust them.
0: <sighs> that is shameful. That's
1: why you never date an mm-hmm. actor, you never no, marry never. an actor. No. She's like, Oh well, these actors are probably not Anything to do with anything? These... Oh
0: no, I thought she thought them. They were pretty. They were pretty suspicious. Oh, I thought okay. She thought they were. At least I thought they thought they were, and like from my experience, I am Nancy. So their
1: the, their neighbor knows that they're that the couple are actors, but doesn't know what kind of parts they play. And mm-hmm. I was like, porn. <laughs> they're like, what do you do for a living? They're like, we're actors. And they're like, what kind of parts? And they're like, all kinds. <laughs> oh i've never met an actor that isn't more than excited to tell me about what part they're playing yeah and 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 nancy wrote it seemed unnatural that they would not have told what parts they were playing and i was like yeah Yeah, that's pretty unnatural nancy decides to go home get her bathing suit and head for the club and i was like don't you have a mystery solve
0: and then she's like whoa i'm opening the door and holy crap Laura Pendleton is there.
1: Yeah, Laura Pendleton is there. Pendleton and she, whatever, and she, um, she's
0: disheveled,
1: disheveled and wan, and scared, and, and looks and like she, like she looks like the guy who is being kept in the basement at the first illustration, who's gotten out of the basement, but maybe um, like
0: with with more food in her
1: yeah i don't know i always thought that she was like oh my god i've been kidnapped for days but then they're like
0: but it's seems only fine. been one 24 day. hours yeah, yeah like not even
1: she's like the boxcar children yeah. she thought that the guy was mean and she ran away right away no questions <laughs> um, i'll go live in the woods instead and then she says tell me everything that has happened since i saw you last and i was like no Tell me the important things that happened. Don't tell me everything; that's going to take too long. And basically, it seems like the Aborns took Laura to their new house. Mm-hmm. Laura got all set up in her bedroom. It went to leave her bedroom. The door was locked from the outside, and was like, which "Oh, which is
0: weird." I give her that. Yeah, that's really fucking weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If, oh, if anybody locked me in a room, I would probably immediately start freaking out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Or, Definitely. or
1: I would assume I had locked myself in the room on accident. Yeah. Because I'm not the brightest and they're like oh and then she like put her ear to the floor and listened
0: Mm -hmm. because she was so unhappy yeah she's so unhappy after two hours
1: just because her parents are dead (laughs) they're like why'd you lock her in a room she doesn't know anything yet now she's gonna like think a bunch of stuff is wrong Mm -hmm. and they're like whatever we just gotta find those jewels because, oh, right. Have we talked about how Laura like, has Because they, like, already jewels? got,
0: like, a shit ton of bank bonds, right? And then they stole. like, the... no, we got to get the jewels, too. Yeah but, yeah, but Laura
1: has a bunch of jewels. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're going to steal her jewels. Yeah. And then Nancy's like, wait a second. What if they're jewel thieves? And I'm like, yeah, that's what she just said. That's what she just said, Nancy. They're going <laughs> to steal her jewels. But it's all a big revelation. I think that actually she she thinks they might be thieves multiple times in the book. Where she's like, what if they're thieves? And you're like, didn't you already figure this out like 30 pages ago? Did I? (laughs) Yeah, but then when Laura won't give them the jewels, they get really angry at her, which is a big clue. That she's like, I'll just hold on to them tonight. And they freak out. Flip a shit. And then the next morning, they're like,
0: hey, breakfast. (laughs) They're like, oh, we're cool. We're cool, right? We're cool. Yeah, show me those jewels.
1: Why don't you come downstairs and bring the jewels with you? Yeah. And she doesn't. Nope. And then, Because she's smart. She's yeah, she's smart. because
0: she got locked in her own room, and she's like, I don't trust you. I'm not,
1: no, no one who locks me in my room gets my jewels. <laughs> oh, and then she escapes. She, like, climbs out of a window and mm-hmm. makes down her the, way down like, the road and gets a cab. Whatever. And I was like, yeah. she had enough cash to, like, pay a cab and stuff? Then that, again. Like,
0: like as, as I remember it, Nancy drove, like, way the fuck out of the way mm-hmm. on a, like, shit road to get to – the, the Donnells or, or the, yeah, the there, neighbors, and right? and there's a
1: taxi just cruising around out there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so...
0: <laughs> odd.
1: <laughs> very odd, but it worked out.
0: Yeah, I guess
1: so. And it's one of those things where, like, if it turned out that Laura was actually the bad guy at the end, that Nancy would be like, yeah, I started thinking about it, and some of her story didn't make any sense. Like, she said she escaped and then got a cab, but where'd she get a cab? Way out at, by the lake, you know? But no, it doesn't count. Hey Detectives, I am sitting here with Josh Rapp, he's the brew house manager at Avery uh, Brewing Company, that's out in Boulder, right? It is. And how long have you worked for Avery?
2: Five years. Five years. Mm -hmm.
1: So tell me a little bit about Avery Brewing Company.
2: Okay, Avery Brewing Company, we've been around for 25 years now. Um, So that's, uh, what, 1993? Okay. Was when it was started, and so in the 90s, craft beer was having a boom that was much smaller than the craft beer boom that's happening right now. They were like five and it was a big deal. uh Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it had its own little bubble that burst and um, a lot of breweries from that time went out of business. Okay. Uh, The story at Avery is that Adam Avery, the owner and founder uh, with his dad, Larry, you know, they were doing pretty well, but that bubble burst and things weren't going so well. They were brewing a lot of... Popular beers mm-hmm. uh, from the 90s, like milds, a uh, raspberry wheat beer, things like that. Sure. Um, not super interesting, but yeah. uh, when. But, but sellable. Yeah, but Adam kind of realized hey, the, the business isn't going that well. I'm just going to brew a beer that I really want to drink. Okay. And that beer was called Hog Heaven. Okay. Yep. It is, uh, back then, it was an imperial hoppy barley wine. Now we're okay. calling it an imperial red ale, or red IPA, I should say. Okay. Um, it, has it
1: changed at all in recipe? It hasn't
2: changed at all, actually. Nice. Okay. It's Still a great beer, but it was one of the first beers that just had that big bitter, dank, um, yeah IPA, just loads of hops thrown into sure. it, and it was uh, like a ten percent beer. And so he's like, "This, oh boy, this is this is my beer. This is what I want to make." And um, lo and behold, it sold really well and saved the brewery. Okay, it's called Hog Heaven because the joke was, "Oh well, when pigs fly." People will want to drink this this. beer, and it'll be good, and it it saved the brewery. And so that's kind of the rest is history, and uh, we've been around for 25 years now. I think a lot of the breweries that kind of made it out of that uh, little bubble that burst in the 90s have been pretty successful with this new craft beer boom.
1: Sure, and Avery uh, is definitely one of the most. I mean, if there's one beer, like local, you know, brew company that I see, the most trucks rolling around Denver and the most, you know— I see them in the most bars and stuff. It's Avery. So what is your favorite beer that you brew?
2: Hmm. Actually, it's probably the Kaiser.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I'm drinking right now, and it is absolutely delicious. It's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just delicious. I love it. Excellent. I don't have a lot of good uh, wide beer palate. Mm-hmm. so I will not use all the right words. No worries.
2: Um, it's actually the first beer that I brewed when I started at Avery, so it has a special place in my heart. Okay. Um, but it is a... Uh, technically a Doppelbach. We okay. call it an Imperial Oktoberfest. Okay, um, so, so tell me
1: what any of that means.
2: Sure, sure. Malty, sweet. Okay. It's a German-style lager, so um, even with all that malt, um, it's a very clean beer, um, and we put it out once a year. It is seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually even skipped last year, so I'm glad that it's back. But, oh, okay. Uh, Why'd we... you do
1: that? This is, just, this is so good. I know.
2: it's uh, It's been an interesting uh, couple years, actually. It's always been a great beer, but people did not really like it and didn't want to drink it, so we phased it out okay. last year and brought it back this year, actually lowered the ABV a little bit. It used to be 10%, now it's 8%, um, and we put it in six-pack cans, whereas it used to come in a bomber. Okay. So we've been learning a lot. People aren't as into bombers anymore. Now sure. it's all about cans, which we're happy about. Yeah. Cans are better for beer in every way. So Why is that? Um, so... Even if you have a dark glass bottle, mm-hmm. sunlight's going to get through. Sure. Sunlight's very bad for beer, um, and cans don't let any of that through. Mm-hmm. On top of that, it's cheaper and it's lighter. So, oh yeah, it's uh, that makes sense. a lot more sustainable. Costs less for us to ship it,
1: and you can recycle cans. And you can recycle you cans, cans a little easier. Than uh-huh. bottles,
2: Aluminum is very abundant and cheap, so it's more environmentally conscious. People still want bottles sometimes, but we're phasing most of our beer into cans now.
1: Well, I'm going to be honest. I uh, I enjoy a stiff drink as much as the next guy, but I am much more likely to buy a beer that it's 8 ABV than 10 because mm-hmm. 10, I look at it and I just go like, I don't know, like I'm going to get through one and a half mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be like, wow, I'm beer drunk. I am yep. you know, it's already. a commitment, man. Yeah. You really got to settle, settle down. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you get started brewing beer in the first
0: place?
2: Okay. So, I mean, I really got started like a lot of people. I started home brewing and really respected the industry. I'd been doing some you know, corporate jobs and mm-hmm. started hanging out with some brewers. Cause long, long time ago, I dated a girl who worked at a liquor store and they sold a lot of craft beer. And I was like, well, this industry's so cool. They're all helping each other out. They're really open. Um, but it's a little harder to actually get into it. So I, uh, kind of started going that way. I ended up working at a bar called the rack house pub. It was right outside of Strain of Hands, Colorado whiskey
0: mm-hmm.
2: back in the day off of Alameda there. And so I was a bartender there and, um, started scrubbing floors next door for the Stranahan's guys okay. and eventually convinced them to hire me on and kind of learned most of what I needed from there. Um, Stranahan's mm-hmm. is a unique distillery because when they started out, a uh, flying dog brewery was brewing all of their wash for them. So okay. when they moved and built their own um, production facility, they started making their wash exactly like beer, like flying dog did. Okay. So I essentially learned how to make beer, at a whiskey distillery. At a whiskey distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I was, that's that's great. That's yeah. awesome. God, I love straining hands. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful whiskey. Mm-hmm. What do you like about brewing beer?
2: Um, I like using my hands, man. Uh, yeah. And and like I said before, it's hard work. Mm-hmm, it is. It's it's actually not what I thought it was going to be when I started. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're as brewers, we're mostly just janitors. Yeah. We clean. Yep. And we Making clean. Things and are we clean. Off. Yep. And then we get to do a little bit of fun stuff and brew a beer and make and then a recipe. You clean. Uh, And then we clean some more. Yeah. Uh, But I found that I actually have a passion for doing the same thing hundreds or thousands of times and doing it very, very well. Because that's really what brewing is when you get into – we're not big by any means, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we make White Rascal really, really well hundreds of times. Well, maybe not hundreds of times a year, but many, many times a year. Yeah, and we do it the same every time.
1: I, w- I will say to to any of our listeners, if you have um, if you've ever had an Avery an Avery beer, you have probably had White Rascal. Yes. Um, and uh, and it's worth having. It's mm-hmm. a great beer. It's there. I understand why you guys turn out so much of it. Not like you know you don't know, factory line. I guess you do. It's we it, do. You, I you mean, factory yeah. line it.
2: We want it to be the biggest Belgian wit beer in the country. Yeah, You know, and I don't count Blue Moon because um, <laughs> it doesn't use Belgian yeast yeah. and uh, it's not a wet beer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you gonna know, that's start, our main competition. We're going to start some sort of war on the uh-huh. podcast, yeah. uh, whoever's it. listening. Let's, but great. I'm,
1: let's Yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah, I always say, so you said you started uh, doing homebrew. I have always said that craft beer to me is a lot like garage bands were in the 90s, like mm-hmm. grunge garage bands, where like everybody did it. Most of it was awful, yep. but some of it was really good mm-hmm. and like became really popular and people bought it yep. and stuff. So, uh, well, that's how I feel about podcasts now. Like everybody gets one. Yeah, Most of them are terrible. Uh-huh. Some of them are good and people right. listen to them. So, you know, we just hope you land on the right side of the line. Not this. Yeah, Not this. But, I mean, this one's, other ones. Yeah. yeah this one's, this one's okay. fine. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to it, honestly. I don't know what it would <laughs> Especially people in Vietnam, as I've asked before, what are you doing? Why are you listening? Why are you Uh, attacking our Vietnam following? Thank them. Thank them for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And please email me and let me know why you are. Uh, Yeah, like 180 people listened to Jose's episode out of Ho Chi Minh City.
2: Well, I will say, maybe tangentially, but uh, there are a lot of expats Mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And a friend of mine who uh, used to work at Upl- Upslope Brewing Company, uh, Alex Violet, okay. moved to Vietnam and started a craft brewery there. And it was funded by a bunch of American expats who wanted to drink American-style craft beer. Yeah, And it's doing very, very well. I'm sure it is, mm-hmm. yeah. He's recently moved back to the States and started another brewery, but he still technically owns that one in Vietnam. It might be in Ho Chi Minh City. Okay, well, what's so it called, do you know? It is called Pasteur Street. So okay. your listeners probably know of it if they're in Vietnam. I think it's a pretty big deal in that country now.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. uh, well great. Somebody email me. Tell me about yep. this. Uh, send them some awesome. beer. Yeah. Send us some beer. Or Contact just tell us them. what you think of it. Yeah. Or yeah. Or just tell us what you think of the uh, of the podcast itself. Um, okay. Well, this episode is a Nancy Drew special episode with our mutual friend Casey. Nice. Have you ever read a Hardy Boys book or a Nancy Drew book?
2: I have read a Hardy Boys book. Okay. I think... Do
1: you remember I mean, anything about it?
2: Not really. It was when I was very young. I think yeah. my grandparents probably had them on their bookshelf. Absolutely. And I, I've always been a big reader, so I was kind of reading anything. But I'm sure I read like three or four of them until I was kind of like, these are all kind of the same They're book. The same. Yeah. Uh, Things <laughs> but, explode but, at different times. Yep. The boys get
1: separated about once a book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have any, like, any even trace memories of...
2: Um, I remember it being very scooby-doo like
1: yes that's a good way to put it Uh there's a lot of like i always imagine it if they walk into a library and there's one book that's like a different color than all the other books Mm -hmm. and you're like they're gonna touch that book yeah it's that sort of thing and Uh it's like that's the only book that they interact with Make sure to listen to part two of the Nancy Drew drink book number three, The Bungalow Mystery, and listen to the second half of my interview with Joshua Rapp from Avery Brewing Company. See you soon, detectives.